Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Bitcoin was back above $45,000. That's been promoting renewed chatter of where the digital coin could head to. So we're hearing predictions of 100,000 out there again. Digital assets, they draw both converts and skeptics. Today, we take a look at a company rooted in a particular view of what crypto assets could be able to do for the financial world. Cryptocurrency futures exchange CoinFlex is setting up a blockchain-based market for unsecured lending. Firms can borrow US dollars and Bitcoin for short-term trading purposes with the note tokens and yields reportedly expected to range between 8 and 10%. We find out more about the products seeking to tap the expanding demand for crypto borrowing and lending, a trend thought to be continue- contributing to the sharp rally in Bitcoin and other digital assets this year. Let's welcome to Money and Me co-founder of CoinFlex, Sudhu Arumugam. Good morning, Sudhu. Good morning, Michelle. Good of you to join us. So perhaps we could start with a general tour of CoinFlex. What is it and what is its core view of how blockchain will impact the financial world? Sure. Um, So CoinFlex is a a crypto derivatives exchange. And just to clear one uh, point that you made earlier in the introduction, we're actually a centralized exchange as opposed to a decentralized exchange. And, and we can go through, through the differences later. Are you in, transiting in to show. becoming a decentralized exchange? We are. Mm-hmm. We, we're, okay. becoming a, we're becoming a hybrid of both. So okay. we sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what we do as an exchange is that we basically allow you to trade, sort of you can buy and sell uh, crypto like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Bitcoin Cash. And also you get access to tokenized uh, interest rate product or yield products. Uh, using sort of minting and redeeming and kind of one-click access in a, in a, in a very friendly and direct way as, as compared to, say, um, the traditional space where you would have to go through a broker or through an uh, intermediary or a middleman to be able to access these investment products. On exchanges like CoinFlex, mm-hmm. um, as a customer, you get to go to us direct. And that gives you kind of a lot of choices because it gives you cheaper fees because there are no intermediaries. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you access to whatever fits your, uh, your profile because no one is incentivized to lead you in, in a particular path or particular direction. All right, I'd like to find out a little bit more about your company and really what sets it apart. So CoinFlex is based in Hong Kong, and uh, you say you're currently a centralized exchange that is making a transition to a decentralized exchange. So you're a bit of both right now. And maybe you could start by reminding our listeners what the difference is between the two. Absolutely. So um, a centralized exchange means that um, when you send in your money and uh, uh, to kind of buy investment products or to trade crypto, you're sending it to a, a company a, a, which is run by humans. So there's a, uh, you know, we, we have 55 people spread around the world and you're sending it to, to CoinFlex, the entity. And so that means that you're dealing with a centralized entity or corporate. In a decentralized world, in essence, what you're doing is when you send in your money to trade crypto, you're sending it into a smart contract. And a smart contract is something that's been coded by developers and has a, set, a certain amount of set rules around it. So you say, you know, this is uh, someone sends me one Bitcoin, this is how many dollars I give them. Or someone sends me this many dollars, I give them Y Bitcoins. And these are all set in code. And there, isn't, there are no humans behind it. And, and both of these have their, their pros and cons. So when are you expecting to uh, make the transition fully? 
uh, we'll be making the transition fully in the next sort of one to two months. All right. Maybe you can share with us a little bit about AMMs. So CoinFlex says it is the first exchange to use automated market makers. All right. Give us a primer. So what is an automated market maker and how does this help retail investors? Sure. So um, automated market makers isn't something that you see at all in the traditional space. Mm-hmm. In the crypto space, they started becoming popular on DeFi or decentralized finance uh, about 18 months ago, where where um, passive investors or retail customers suddenly were shown a way of making a yield on their crypto assets. And the way they did this was by providing liquidity or by sending in your crypto and using that to make more crypto because you start offering to buy and sell like an exchange would, but you start to do it yourself and you directly start to earn fees from this activity. So in DeFi, um, this trend started a few years ago. It didn't really catch on till about 18 months to two years ago. Mm. Right, now, right now, there's about $60 billion deployed on DeFi into this kind of um, a yield product. And CoinFlex is the first to, build, to bring this type of yield product onto the centralized exchanges. And um, there are a number of advantages of trading this exact same model in a centralized exchange, um, which are very technical. But what it means is that you tend to earn way, be- way bigger yield on CFI or centralized finance compared to DeFi, which you know we can go through another time. But essentially what it means is that if you look at the traditional space, you know, 20 years ago, for example, mm-hmm. you would, if you wanted to buy a bunch of stocks, you would send in money to a, a money manager, pay them sort of 5% or 10%, a lot of fees, and they would select the stocks for you. And then 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you started getting ETFs and exchange tracking funds where for a fraction of the cost, you send in your, your, your Singapore dollars to, to a index provider and they would buy a bit of everything, right? So they would give you these tracker products. But still, you're still going through an intermediary. Uh, with AMM, what it means is that essentially you can actually deploy your crypto funds directly into these sort of passive income assets uh, yourself and earn yield. All right. Now, CoinFlex says it's the home of the world's first interest earning stable coins and it allows for the staking and the farming of stable coins. Again, I think we need a primer for our listeners. Why should investors consider stable coins? Why not hold the underlying asset instead? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. Um, if you look at the, um, in a traditional bank, whether it be your Singapore bank or the DBS, or CBC or Citibank or any of the global banks typically, um, if you hold dollars with them, they, they will pay you 0% or very close to zero. And in many European countries, if you deposit dollars in your bank or euros, you actually get charged for it because interest rates are actually negative uh, in the money markets. So to discourage you sending in dollars to the bank account, to your current account, they, they charge you for the service. Um, crypto has got a really nice quirk in that it's actually very, very short and starved of dollars. And the reason primarily being that dollars are used to speculate in crypto assets. So trading firms in crypto and other businesses are generally very, very short, meaning they have a real need for dollars. And so if you tokenize your USD into USDC or Tether, for example, these firms will pay you money for these dollars. And so that's the, that's the primary reason to, to switch out of fiat money into stable coins. And don't forget, these are one-to-one conversions. So um, 
typically if you ever want to convert back it's, it's instant small or small fees and you could go back to fiat Finding out more with co-founder of CoinFlex, Sudhu Arumugam. CoinFlex is a cryptocurrency futures exchange. Now, you mentioned, Sudhu, that stable coins provide interest, something that most banks really don't pay these days. A stable coin featured on your site called NoteUSD is currently paying 8 to 10% per annum. Another stable coin on your site called FlexUS is offering an even higher interest rate, 20%. Now, this sounds almost too good to be true. So how are the backers of stable coins able to do this yeah so, so um stablecoin issuers like usdc for example they have kind of audited attestations from from firms in the uh, uh, in the u.s who basically confirm once a quarter that for every dollar that they have issued in stablecoins, they mm-hmm. hold a dollar in fiat assets in bank accounts uh, or near cash like items and that's the way that the public gets trust in these, that, that they, uh, there are actual dollars backing it. Now, there are over $100 billion of stablecoins minted. So this is not a small industry, but it's also at its infancy because the growth has been very recent. And this could easily become a, a trillion dollar business in the next few years. All right. And to make sure we give our listeners a, you know, a good overview, how risky are stablecoins, Sudo? Just about two months ago, there was a so-called stablecoin called Safe Dollar, and that crashed to zero. Yeah, there, there are many different types of stablecoins, Michelle. And obviously, with financial innovation that's going on in crypto, mm-hmm. you have to be sort of careful and do your own research on what type of stablecoin uh, you are purchasing. Because you have these different types. One, one is a, a straight dollar to stablecoin conversion mm-hmm. like USDC and USDT where every dollar is backed by a dollar in a, in, in, in a dollar-like instrument and then you have these things called algorithmic stablecoins and algorithmic stablecoins are D- DeFi or smart contract stablecoins that are determined by a set of rules that try to keep it one-to-one with a dollar for example if the value of a stablecoin goes above one, the, the smart contract creates more of the token to drive the price down. And if it goes below one, um, the smart contract tries to buy these tokens back to push the price back up to one. Now, the issue is that sometimes things go wrong from a technology perspective. And as you say, some of these prices crash. And so whilst there's great product innovation in crypto going on right now and changing the world of finance, you also have to be careful as to what kind of instrument you pick. Yeah, good insights there. Now, I think you mentioned that stablecoins are not the only way for cryptocurrency investors to earn passive income. Can you share some others? I mean, your website says investors can earn rewards on every trade. So what kind of rewards are we talking about? Yeah, so if you're using FlexUSD or NoteUSD, the two stablecoin products that we have, you have to fund those in, in stablecoins or dollars or synthetic dollars where you could actually send in your Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or Ethereum or DOT or whatever your favorite coins are in your investment portfolio and earn yield on it is, is our AMM product or automated market making product. And so you can send in, as long as we list those coins on our exchange, you can send that in, deploy into AMM, and then you basically earn a yield. And as you said, you know, where does this yield come from? And essentially the yields are the, the trading fees on CoinFlex. So as a liquidity provider, you will earn fees every time someone trades with you. Those fees are worth a certain amount of dollars and that dollar translates to an interest rate return for yourself.
All right. Now, I want to ask this because we've got lots of listeners curious about this next point. So CoinFlex was set up to help retail investors bypass the middleman, right? Take control of uh, their finances. We did see uh, fairly recently many of Robinhood clients recently very frustrated when they couldn't sell their shares during a peak period. And similarly, cryptocurrency traders, they very often face hurdles buying or even worse selling whenever there is an uptick in market activity. So how does CoinFlex uh, approach this problem? Yeah, um, so it's a great comparison to make. Now, although I'm not a deep expert as to what happened to Robin in the Robinhood situation, to be very clear, that was Robinhood themselves and their order routing firms behind them restricting customers deliberately, in my view. So I think that's a far deeper topic that needs to be looked into. But uh, the, in the question about crypto exchanges, um, there are a couple of, couple of issues with crypto exchanges. One is that, uh, or crypto markets, one is that we're a 24-7 business. So mm-hmm. you may say, you know, you know, as you rightly said, Bitcoin is now actually trading more towards 46,000. You may want to buy Bitcoin at 32,000. Now, what happens if you, it happens that you're fast asleep because it's the middle of the night, wherever in the world you are, or Bitcoin goes up to 55,000 and you don't get to sell it because you're fast asleep. Now, there are ways of, of handling that. For example, you may leave resting orders on the exchange so that if it goes there, it will execute. But the way CoinFlex helps is that with our automated market-making products, we have this buy-only uh, mode, we have a sell-only mode, and a neutral mode. And let's just say you're a buyer of the dip and you say Bitcoin goes down to 35000 I like to buy down there. You can set your range on our AMM product, uh, uh, put your collateral and the size that you'd like to buy, and you can leave it in there. And our system will actually work the order that or work the range that you selected at all times. So on, on if you're using our AMM product on a buy only mode and you select a, a range of thirty two to thirty five thousand that you want to buy in, our system will put all your orders in and leave it in the order book. Which means that if the market goes down to that range, whether you're up or you're fast asleep, your orders will get executed. And that's how we ensure that you get to get execution at the level that you want it to. All right. Okay. I think that's reassuring for for us here, uh, different time zone and everything. Now, I, I've got a listener question, Sudhu, and I hope you'll be open to taking it. We've got a listener asking about that how that question of stable coins paying out such good interest rates. You know, and they really want to know. Bank traditionally pays interest on deposits because they can make more money by lending it out. What are stable coin companies doing with? our funds so that they can pay these high interest rates? The stablecoin companies themselves are not paying you any interest rates, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Because when you send your... So the, the, the firm behind USDC is the center, which is Coinbase and Circle, two huge businesses in, in the US. Okay. When you send them US dollars to their bank account, they, will, they don't pay you anything on the US dollars and they give you tokenized US dollars, which is USDC. So at the base level, USDC and USDT do not pay any interest to you. So there's $100 billion of this paying zero. Now, what you can do as a retail lender or passive capital holder is that you can make those stable coins work for you by lending it to firms um, such as borrow lend businesses or exchanges like CoinFlex that have tokenized products that earn you yield. Um, 
So if we take the first type of business, which is a borrow-lend business, they do the same thing that a bank does. So they will borrow cheap from you and lend it more expensively to someone who wants use of a dollar. And they, they uh, operate a net interest margin or NIM business. And so that model is exactly the same as, as you described with a bank, where mm-hmm. they take your deposits, pay you 1% and, and lend it to mortgage buyers at 3% exactly. in Singapore or something like that. Mm-mm. On CoinFlex and futures exchanges like ourselves, there's a lot of trading activity on futures, which creates this thing called basis. And basis is a um, a dollar difference between spot contracts and futures contracts. And essentially, um, that gap in prices due to leverage and and retail traders liking leverage creates a yield. And FlexUSD is a stablecoin that gets deployed through our repo market to take advantage of that difference in dollars. And so um, that's why it's a variable rate, but essentially what it does is that whenever the market dislocates, this bot will go, our bots will go in and use your dollars to arb this price difference and pays you the yield on chain every eight hours. So it's a varying interest rate that the market sets. Absolutely, yeah. And this difference that you're talking about can enable a 10 to 20% return? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just to be clear, this is on the low side. Uh, back in February, it was uh, like more like fifty to sixty percent. These are annualized returns. Yeah, okay, just yeah. to be clear. Mm-mm. But yeah, all right. Now, anyone who's dipped their toes in the world of cryptocurrency knows that digital wallets have things called private keys. They're usually a string of about twelve words that don't make any sense together, but they hold the key to opening mm-hmm. that wallet. And without them, you're stuck. So, does Coinflex supply private keys to its exchange? This is one of the downsides of dealing with a um, centralized exchange. And it's a good question that leads up again to your first one about the differences between CFI and DeFi. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when you send your, your coins to an exchange like ourselves or any other exchange, the private keys are held by us. So hence the phrase, not your keys, not your coins. So um, by sending it into CoinFlex and other exchanges, you are trusting your assets with ourselves because we are the custodians of the private keys there, not yourself. Um, now, so the risk that you have when you send it into an exchange very clearly is that you're taking credit risk or counterparty risk with the exchange. Now, on DeFi, as by way of comparison, you're sending in your funds to a smart contract. So the risk you're taking there is that there might be a back door built in by the developer or the team that could steal your funds, or there could be some genuine uh, mistake made in the code, which is then exploited by some hackers to steal your funds. So you're replacing key person risk with uh, code risk. Right. And, and some, prefer, mm-hmm. some prefer one over the other. All right, we can't let you go without asking you the question uh, that's hidden in all the headlines, really. Uh, do you expect mo- bullish momentum to build for Bitcoin as prices uh, haven't yet 46000 Yeah, I mean, look, this, obviously this is not financial advice, uh, <laughs> yes. and, but my, my, pers- my personal view, I actually think uh, Bitcoin is on its way to 100K, not particularly because for Bitcoin and crypto's sake, because from a use case perspective, um, we're starting to get more momentum with products like FlexUSD and NoteUSD, for example, and our AMM products. But, you know, the general usage of crypto isn't growing as fast as we would like. For example, here in Hong Kong, you know, there are about three or five stores and restaurants near me where you can go and pay in crypto. Mm. In Singapore, there may be three in the whole city. I don't really know. But my point is that usage of 
crypto in daily life is not growing as fast as the industry needs. So, so this rally up, I don't think is not because of you know, would not be because of crypto adoption, but it's more around my global macro view. Um, I think we're entering into a more more money printing world. I think interest rates are not going to rise as fast as um, people think, particularly in the US and Europe. Longer term bond yields are becoming more and more negative. Real interest rates are negative. And I think generally we're going to see a, a flight of money into assets. And I think you're seeing that in Singapore and in Hong Kong with property prices yes. rising. And uh, in Australia, property is going nuts again, you know, after coming off for a little, after cooling for a few years. And, and likewise, stocks are on their highs. And I think a natural extension of all of this is that a proportion of money in the world will go into crypto and drive us up back towards uh, new, new highs by the end of the year. Fascinating. Well, thank you for the tour of CoinFlex, Sudhu. Good to have you with us here on Money FM. Thank you for having me. Co-founder of CoinFlex, Sudhu Arumugam, joining us here on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.